Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith, while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 54, and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, our guest today says, take the long road. It's shorter. Say hello to Bruce Hartman. Bruce is the founder and creator of Gideon Partners, a Christian advisory firm committed to walking with people into a brighter future as they navigate life and career transitions. Bruce was the executive VP and CFO at Yankee Candle Company, Cushman and Wakefield and Foot Locker Inc., where he established global banking and capital market structures and contributed to significant increases in enterprise value. He's the author of a new book called Jesus and Co, connecting the lessons of the gospel with today's business world. Now on today's show, Bruce is going to share those of us in business we can succeed by following the lessons and values of Jesus. He's going to talk about how helping businesses, people can learn to use words of Christ as practical applications in running their business, as well as the book brings Jesus to life in the 21st century marketplace by combining his actual words with heroes from the 21st century. Can't wait to hear more. Welcome to the show, Bruce. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Anne-Marie. Good Good to meet you. Yes, um, you've got a diverse uh, background of uh, in business and really helping enterprises really grow from success to success. And it's great that you're now able to share many of those uh, principles, I guess. But also when we bring Jesus into how we do business, I'm sure you have many, many stories where you see businesses start to impact into, um, you know, markets and industries and opportunities that come across their table that would just not have been possible had they uh, done a lot of that on their own merits and on their own steam. Yes? Yes, I would. Yes. I would say Tell me about um, the uh, now that you're working with people as they navigate life and career transitions and Gideon Partners, what led you to, to starting, founding that business? Was it something that you'd always um, wanted to do or had ideas that you wanted to do? Well, how would that transition for you? Well, I was, um, I was successful in business in, uh, when I was in my business world, I was successful in uh, helping a lot of people mature through their career. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I, you know, I produced two CEOs, five CFOs, a um, number of CIOs. And yes. so people that worked for me mm -hmm. developed, mm -hmm. number one. And then when I went to um, seminary, um, getting my doctorate degree, 
this May and I got my master's back in 2013, the professors always ask me, what's your calling? Mm. And, you know, you struggle with that because everybody else had their answer, but I didn't. Yeah. And it wasn't until after I tried being a pastor and working for the church uh, that I realized my, my calling's really with the marketplace. It's with, with uh, business people. And it's both to advocate for them, mm -hmm. but it's also to help them, particularly in the area of integrity. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that uh, happened when I started the new business is I noticed I was getting a lot of people in either the very young age group Mm -hmm. or the very old age group. These are people that have a very difficult time uh, finding a job. You know, mm -hmm. obviously when you're over 50, you know, it's very hard. It, it's, it's almost impossible um, to get a job like you had mm -hmm. uh, before you were displaced. For, for the younger folks, it was more about how do you get experience? Because the one thing you hear is, well, we'd experience. love to hire you but you don't have experience. So, so that was, that was half of the business was working with those folks, um, mostly helping them create an identity that allowed them to either get a new job or maybe change their career or mm -hmm. kind of reframe what they were thinking about. So I, I find that I love doing that. And it's, um, particularly when I see success, when yes. I see people doing what they want. And there's a, there's a process for both of them, this valley of despair. And the mm -hmm. one common thing I hear, and this is probably the most important thing that I, that I try to deliver, mm -hmm. the one thing I hear is a sense of worthlessness. Mm -hmm. So when you're over 50, you don't have a job. You don't think you're ever going to get a job. Um, many times you blame yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a sense of despair. So helping them connect the words with, uh, with Jesus helps restore hope for them. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially the most important thing about getting a new job or entering the marketplace is having hope mm -hmm. and having it connected in a way that moves you with God. You know, one of the, uh, when Jesus performed his miracles, one of the things he almost always said was, my, my uh, daughter, your faith has healed you, or my son, your faith has healed you. Yes. So it's connecting your own self-determination mm. with prayer and with the lessons of Jesus. Now, the other side of the business, um, very selective on, I help businesses, particularly young starting businesses, mm. um, grow. And uh, the, the thing I focus on most and foremost is integrity, mm. that whatever you do, you do it with integrity. And in part, that's the reason why, one of the reasons why I wrote the book is what ought we to do? That's always the question mm. um, in Christian ethics and in business ethics is what ought we to do? Yes. So I spent a lot of time with that. A lot of the people I meet, they have a good business plan. They understand what it is they want to do. Mm -hmm. um, but they're prone to making short-term decisions. So that's what I help them with as well. So yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing. One of the reasons why I asked that is because when, uh, you know, talking about uh, in the introduction, walking with people into a brighter future as they navigate life and career transitions, you know, you're talking about hope. Often it's the, um, the, the, the the hopelessness, as you say, that causes people to completely disregard many of the strengths, the gifts and skills that they've developed, particularly in later years, 
that is there is a wealth of knowledge isn't there experience that you can only get through time and how often when we do find ourselves in situations where we are now no longer employable in 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 that those roles for some other reason we disregard that and i love how you're helping these people recognize that hang on a minute this is just a change sure it it it, it has certainly um requires of you to to you know to have that strength to to walk through that but when we lean into him and we recognize those skills, the gifts, the talents that we have, the opportunities are really endless, aren't they? Particularly with the technologies now available at us. I don't think we can live in a better time to be able to make an impact through the technologies. Do you do a lot of work um, with people around Aust uh, Australia, I was going to say the US, but also internationally too, because of the technologies now? You know, I do. Um but it, it tends to be more um, either by using Zoom, yes. Skype, yes. Um, working with uh, working with a young man in Dubai who's trying to um, start his own supply chain business. Right. Yeah. So we do that by Skype. Yes, incredible, amazing. You know, I remember in the career, because I had two decades in the career industry, I started my very first podcast back in 2008. It's nearly 10 years now. Um, and that was when the financial crisis hit globally. You would recall that that time. And a colleague and I were so annoyed at traditional media who were talking about the doom and gloom. And we noticed that a lot of our clients who we were working out uh, with at the time were very despondent because of this negative message. And we thought we needed to be the voice of hope and inspiration that things had changed. But when we changed our approach, but had hope that uh, things would, would turn out uh, for the best down the track, and they certainly did. Let's talk about those of us in business, in the business world, can succeed by following the lessons and values of Jesus. There are so many lessons that we can learn from him. What would you say are a few that you impart to your clients, but that we should know that are so significantly important for us? Yeah, well, in it, the, the foundation of what I talk about is the conversation that Jesus had in the Garden of Gethsemane mm -hmm. and you know where he went back and forth three times and finally relents and says not my will but yours mm. and it's the preface for the book but it, it's it's certainly uh, certainly the story is a wonderful story in terms of that's what set the stage for the for what I call the great flower of humanity Easter mm -hmm. But in that statement is also what ought we to do? And not my will, but yours. So what Jesus said at that point, it is not what we desire. It is what God desires. And it answers that question, what ought we to do? So for instance, if you're a salesperson, um, so the two biggest questions I get about my book uh, that surprise people is I call Jesus the perfect salesperson. Mm. But if you think about um, how he approached uh, people and how he, what, what he was selling was the message of God, the values of God. Mm -hmm. For instance, the woman at the well, the lowest of society, mm -hmm. three ways. First, she was a woman in a very patriarchal society. She was a Samaritan woman, mm -hmm. uh, was hated and disliked by the Jewish population. And I always, I always wondered um, and studied and actually studied this. Why was she at the well at noontime? Mm. That's the hottest time of the day in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. Most likely 
she was disenfranchised. But what Jesus does instead of um, preaching fire and brimstone to her, he slowly works her through the thought of living water. Mm. And this woman ends up through a rather lengthy conversation with Jesus, ends up going back to her home community and in, 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 in effect helps evangelize the entire Samaritan population. Mm. And I think that that is, you know, that's the approach that we should have in sales is not to say, if you don't believe in me, you're going to die. Mm. It's his why, it's the living water. So Jesus, Jesus did that a lot. The second, the second thing that uh, always surprises people is I call Jesus the reputational borrower. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, Jesus never borrowed money. Well, if you think about the 5,000 people that he had to feed, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it was Philip that said it would take six months' pay to feed all of these people on the hill. Jesus's reputation was so strong, he could go to a young boy who had five loaves of bread and three fish and borrow them. Mm-hmm. And we all remember what happened at the end with the gathering. Yes. So not only did the boy, not only did the boy believe in Jesus and his reputation, he was actually paid back mm. with interest. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we're in Palm Sunday. He borrowed a colt and a donkey to enter the great city of Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. He actually was able to, his only committee meeting, which was in the upper room, he borrowed that as well. Mm -hmm. So Jesus did stuff um, that teaches us about our reputation and about living a life where people can count on us and where Mm -hmm. God can count on us. And that's the message of not my will, but yours. And we, we stress that a lot in the book. So one of the stories we tell in the book is <clears throat> I met a finance manager for a car dealership in the United States and asked him who his best salesperson was. Mm-hmm. Well, his best salesperson sold 30 cars a month, which is a car and a half a day. Wow. And you think about all the paperwork. This. Mm-hmm. So here's how he did it. <clears throat> he didn't sell what he his dealership wanted him to sell. He sold what the family needed. Hmm. He tried to get to know the family. So maybe today the Thunderbird was on sale, but the family needed a minivan. Mm-hmm. That's what he would sell. And over time, people trusted him. Yes. And for yes. Our, our folks that are starting out of business or in business, and particularly if you're a salesperson, it's not about selling what your company wants to sell. It's selling a solution for your customer. Mm-hmm that is important for them and respectful of who they are. Mm. And that's those, if so, if Jesus was a salesperson in the 21st century, you know, he would know the birthdays, mm. you know, he would know anniversaries, you know, he would know <laughs> where the colleges are and it wouldn't be the hard sell. It would be trying to find out what the people need. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, both those uh, stories that you shared uh, are great ones. They really, really are. Just just in the way that he approaches people, and we're going to talk about helping people business or helping business people learn to use the words of Christ. They really were transformational, but not only the words he used, but his attitude and approach really just had people, um, you know, just take note, like the Samaritan woman whose life changed 
through, uh, you know, through her interaction with Christ. So let's talk about that. How can we learn to use those words as a way practically to running our businesses? Um, they, it, it's again, it's all starts with, you know, why and what ought we to do mm -hmm. and how do we do it? And there's a, there's a great saying, you know, uh, it was coined by Payne Stewart, the famous golfer that what would Jesus do? And that's a great place to start mm -hmm. when you're at home in the morning and you're thinking about your work for that day. Um, knowing the Gospels and knowing Jesus helps you decide how to handle the situation. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus himself in the, in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, he approached this decision knowing full well what lied in front for him. Mm -hmm. And it was a very short-term um, set of circumstances for him that would be very difficult. But in the end, by standing up to his responsibility, the right way to do things, it created the great flower of Easter. Now, mm -hmm. for those of us that work, come Monday morning at 8.15, we are all going to be hit with those questions and those tests. Mm -hmm. So knowing the words of Jesus and, and studying them, and one of the things we did in the book is we um, took a lot of the quotes and laid them out against various business problems, and then took, mm -hmm. took them forward to the 21st century to somebody that I knew that exhibited that quality and mm -hmm. that trait. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so that's number one. The, the second thing is study the parables. Mm -hmm. If you want to know how to be a faithful employee, the parable of, some people call it the parable of the coins or the parable of the talents. Yes. So you have, uh, you have a, a boss who's going to go away for a while. And he has three employees and he gives one five and the five and the person doubles that. Um, the other person gets three, doubles that. And the one that has one, but buries it in the sand. So obviously, you know what happens when the boss comes back. Mm. The boss rewards the first two and the third one is an unhappy ending. Mm. So it, it talks about the, the wise and faithful employee or the wise and shrewd manager. So in the 42 parables, 35 of them apply directly to business people. How should you think about your assets, your gifts, and what you should do with them? Mm. Mm. I love that. You know, and so often uh, we're looking for answers, yet the answers are there laid out for us in, in black and, and white, aren't they? And uh, so often what we try to do as business owners is kind of stew over and over and over. But you know, I think when we're dealing with people, particularly if we're, we are Christian entrepreneurs, and for those people who do know that uh, we are Christians, it's our actions, our interactions, it's the commitments we make and ensuring that we follow through. And as you said, the integrity that is going to speak louder than the words that we can actually share about the love of Jesus. It's in those actions. So that, in other words, our inactions, and if we don't live up to it, can unfortunately negatively impact what other people who may not know Jesus uh, can leave a really bad taste in their mouth, can't they? Because they think, well, if that's a, what a Christian, well, being Christian is like, I don't want any of that. We have a, a huge responsibility in that, don't you? don't you think? Yes? 
Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, your, our words and our actions um, that you point out are very important, particularly in the longer term. Um, I have a friend of mine who runs a real estate business, mm. but she can't seem to be on time. Mm. And so her action, or in your case, which you've talked about, her inaction costs her customers. Yes. And her business is struggling, and she keeps asking me, what can I do better? And I said, well, you have to live up to your word. And mm. so part of your word is if you're going to meet somebody at 2 o'clock, yeah. then you have to be there at one fifty. And I can't imagine Jesus showing up late for a meeting <laughs> or an appointment. So, and and it's consistent. It's consistent in almost all the words that he says. Is this this issue that you brought up about your actions always have to be taking the high road, even if it costs you short term monetary gains. Mm. In the end, it's a better outcome in the long term. Yes. That's why I say take yeah. the long road it's oh it's so important you know sometimes we may be talking to a prospective customer and when we understand everything that they're looking for and uh what they're really needing help with if that does not align with our service offerings and we know that we cannot support them a hundred you know in ten percent then sharing that with them, not taking them on board and saying, yes, we can do that, knowing full well. You know, there's so many different examples. But I think sometimes if we have a conversation, if we don't know something or we, we know that we're not going to provide the service they're looking for, providing a recommendation or letting someone know, can I get back to you on that one and not trying to wing our way through it, can sometimes create a, a, a level of integrity and trust because they know that we are at our word. If we say that we're going to do something, if we say that we're going to show up on time, if we say that we're going to follow something up for someone, just delivering on that can be a huge, huge difference because some of the feedback that I get Bruce, from and this is even in non-Christian businesses as well, that often what people say they will do, they don't do, not even the basic <laughs> of it. So, the you know, I often will get responses from people, thank you so much for doing X, Y, and Z. And it's like, that's part of the my program. I promised to do that. Yeah, but so many people don't. I just didn't expect you to. And it was like, seriously? <laughs> you know, just thanking me for delivering what I promised to deliver. That stood out. So, you know, that's such a great lesson for all of our for all of us as business owners. Do what we say we will do and we will already make a, a huge impact. You gave that example of um, you know, someone turning up late. Are there other things that we may not recognise that we're doing that really could be undermining the success and growth of our business? Something that you see quite common or that you want to share today? I see. Well, I, the the integrity issue I see um, more than I would like. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what I mean by integrity, there's there's always a way to do things right, mm -hmm. and you should always do things right. And one of the things I have to do with folks is rash is is avoid having them rationalize why they did something. Mm -hmm. If you make a mistake. Say you've made a mistake mm. yeah. and get better. It, it, you know, the, the process of rationalizing only makes that hole deeper. Mm. And it comes, in, it comes in terms of, if, and sometimes it's in a form of delusion where you think what you're saying is right, mm -hmm. but it's not really right. Uh, you're taking a shortcut. Mm. So 
you know, not only, you know, being, having a great reputation and, and people can count on you, it's also making decisions that are the best for the organization, the best for yourself, the best for your customers. And there, there can't really be a shortcut in those things. Mm -hmm. um, it may mean you have to work an extra 15 minutes on a particular subject. Mm -hmm. um, and when you build a product like a Yankee Candle, which is America's most passionate brand, mm -hmm. the thing that I admired is every single candle burned perfectly for 70 hours. Mm -hmm. And if it didn't, it was sold as a second. It yeah. wasn't sold as a primary product. Yes. So that type of integrity, not just with your words, but in, in your work and what you do should mm -hmm. always be the best. When you add up a column of numbers, mm -hmm. should always make sure they add up right. You write a word, make sure your, your sentences are right. It's all these little things. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's important for a business to be able to have those two things because people can count, count on you and they know what you're going to do is going to be done with integrity. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes people may assume, well, that's only something small. However, often, if it's happening in one area of our business, it's probably impacting other areas of our business too. And when we're dealing with people who may not even be our customers yet, all of those in, you know, inactions or actions that we have, those interactions, is speaking and, and creating an experience. And I think, you know, it just takes one person, I don't know the exact saying, um, you know, one person who's happy will tell one people, one person or two people, someone who's unhappy will tell many, many more. And right. so, you know, we can build and, and create an incredible brand experience and reputation, but we need to maintain that consistently all of the time. And I think when we go with the core values that are that, as we see here, are principally based on the scripture, and we really every single person we don't just have them on a wall, but we actually live them out. We live them out, and whoever we get on board to support us lives them out. That is when we continue to really um, create that brand experience that's consistent with all of our clients and whoever is talking about us. Have you found that as well? Yes, uh, you know, interesting. I'm uh, dealing with this water purification company, and what they do is they install uh, they install a water softener mm -hmm. in houses and hook it into the uh, the water system. And they they had this one customer. Well, they had a number of customers where they just installed the defective valve mm -hmm. were hooked in. What was happening is the valve would break, water would pour all over the the people's houses and then to come out and repair it they wanted to charge the customer 417 dollars oh. so uh, when i asked why he says well you know we're a new business and we're short on money yeah. and the point is the point of that story is that yeah you might get the money that one time from that one customer but over time they drift away and they won't tell you they're drifting away mm. they just drift away so again, it's back to um, long-term thinking versus short-term. You know, Jesus said, you know, Jesus has two commandments. One is love thy God and love thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul. But the other one applies to business is love thy neighbor. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about the valve, the, the person with the defective valve, was that person loving their neighbor in mm -hmm. that business transaction? No. 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 Again, so... When we think about Jesus and we follow these simple words, like when you're dealing with a customer, treat them like a neighbor, 
mm-hmm. or how you would want to be treated. Yeah. It changes the way you think about what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. And you know, things happen in business, doesn't it? There are things that get sent out and issues will happen, concerns will happen. And we've all been consumers. So on the, on the other side of that relationship, how we respond as a business can either turn that customer away. And as you said, a lot of times we never hear that that, that situation that occurs, but we also have an opportunity to do something that makes such an impact that they will be recommending our business on an oncoming basis to their customers. Now imagine if they'd have replaced that, given them some form of incentive that the next time we come to replace, you know, just something, it would have been such a great experience that the customer's gone, wow, I am so grateful, you know, that you turned this issue into something that was easy for us and you've even given us this as well. Thank you so very much. You talk about those things to people because they don't happen very often either, but it can make such a significant impact. In, yeah, and it's uh, what, it's what you know, you, if you want to build a sustainable business, mm-hmm. you have to address your problems because they will come up. You yes. will have defective parts. You mm-hmm. will make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Every business does. But how you deal with your mistakes is probably more important than how you deal with your success. Yes. And the, the answer to your question, by the way, earlier is for every one customer in retail, because I was there for a lot, yeah. a lot of years. For every one customer in retail, you get one good review. For yeah. every poor customer service, yes. you get seven bad reviews. Yes, that is significant. And, and you know what? They review now online. So a lot more yes. people will hear and, and see about it. And um, yeah, it, uh, it it's so, so important. You know, and some of the things that we can do to us as a business, when we incorporate that as just a standard practice, may just be something very simple, sending out a card, whatever it is, you know, in the, the connection, engagement and nurturing process, but can make such a significant difference to the receiver. And I think when we start to look at our business in that way, again, it can be something that really stands out and makes an impact. And then when people ask us, you know, well, what is it so, what is it about your business that you always, every single time, whether it be a staff member or you or what have you, just makes us feel special as an opportunity then to, uh, to share why, you know, and um, yeah. I think uh, just great, so many great insights. So, Bruce, how can people find out more about you, connect with you, buy a copy of your books? What's the best way? Well, the uh, my website's uh, www.brucelhartman.com. Uh, the book is for sale on Amazon. Uh, it's available. It is available for in Amazon in Australia. Great. But it is not in the bookstores, okay. so because uh, it's only distributed in the U.S. Uh, uh, in brick and mortar, and it's distributed through Amazon.com. Okay, fantastic. And I think um, I've, I think with some of the books, if it's available via um, you know if it's available in Kindle as well, people can access that yeah. electronic version. I tend to buy all of my books now, even though I do like to to hang on to the physical book. Uh, I'm one of those people, if I find a book title I want to read, I want to read it right now. <laughs> so the, right. The, yeah. the Kindle can be a bit dangerous. I've been known to go on a bit of a shopping spree that way. Oh, yes. um, yeah. But that's a great way to, to keep um, yeah to keep fresh and, and lots of great ideas. And yours sounds like an incredible book for an incredible person who walked this earth who we know 
is our Saviour who loves us so much. As you said, he died for us. Um, and Easter, we're being reminded of that. Actually, here it's Monday for us, so Friday is Good Friday here. Um, yes. So, But thank you yeah, so much. Other, mm. The other thing about the book, too, is that this is not a fire and brimstone book. This mm. is not designed to blow people's hair back. <laughs> This is about this is about living water, yeah. and it's to make you think about what you're doing, as opposed to tell you mm. what you should do. Yeah. So I just wanted to add that as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, and I could tell. I, I'm sure others could sense too from um, your approach and how you shared that message today. That uh, that's certainly what uh yeah how you want to bring that message forward too so bruce thanks so much for coming on the show one of the things that i'm doing for all of my guests is just closing up the show with a word of prayer may i do that for you as well today yes you may okay, you may thank you father thank you for the opportunity to speak with bruce today when we um, hear about the principles and the words and the teachings that you lord um, shared with us when you walked the earth if we learn to to take them on board in our businesses we really can build businesses that honor you but that is integral and really delivering top quality service and products that uh, we know our clients will will appreciate and through that lord that maybe we can then continue to, to, to share the message of how much you love uh, them father god we just want to pray for your continued blessing and favor on bruce's business um, may he continue to do the works that you have uh, placed him here to do and his calling and his mission we pray that uh, those people who are maybe struggling in their business maybe have found it difficult and have been struggling that they can bring and take some insights from today's uh, interview and also from the resources and services and, and products that Bruce has that that can continue to empower them as well as they continue to, to build their businesses we ask this in Jesus name amen amen Thank you so Thank much you. again, Bruce, for sharing all of uh, your insights. We will put all of the links that you can connect with Bruce on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE64. Thanks, Bruce. Thank you, Henry. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com, changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.bethedifferencemovement.com. That's bethedifferencemovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.